Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. Good evening, Chantal. Hello. What do you what's this all sultry voice you got going? <laughs> I was not, I was trying to go for creepy, not not sultry. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. Good evening, Chantal. There you go. <laughs> you know, we should practice these things before we do. <laughs> yeah, well, I I figured, you know, if anything, uh, someone just thinks we're crazy. Either they'll laugh or they're just like, oh, God, there's something's wrong with them. Either way, <laughs> maybe they'll be entertained. <laughs> There'll be something, all right. <laughs> something. <laughs> so, your week going okay? It's going okay. I'm just weathering the storms as they come and enjoying the cool weather after. Mm. Yeah, this week has been trash. I've been I've been hanging on. I've been doing my best, but you know, it's just God, I'm so fucking tired. Like goodness gracious. My kids have started homeschooling now, and so that's an adjustment on top of everything else. But you know, I was kind of torn between I'm not in the mood to be funny and and chipper and talking about things. But on the other hand, this is a reprieve, you know, from everything else that's going on. I love talking about movies and TV shows and books and music and stuff like that. And so this was kind of something actually to look forward to. So Absolutely. No, 100% true. And, you know, I also think that it's also a reprieve for people who listen, obviously. <laughs> yeah, thank you, the two of you that are listening right yes. now. I hope you, <laughs> hope you find this entertaining. I hope this is something that lifts you up for the week if you're having a bad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and uh, maybe by the time you guys hear this, we're going to be close to Maybon, which is a pagan holiday, and it is the autumn equinox. So we're getting closer to the winter time, guys. Mm-hmm. And... And closer nope. to Halloween. And yeah. Closer now to we don't have 40s. to worry about gaining weight during the holidays because we've all gained it since the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's never a wrong time for dark humor. Closer to my 46th birthday this month. <laughs> Girl. And um, uh, I'm sorry to anyone who's having to deal with the fires out in, in uh, the, the wildfires. Um, uh, yeah just terrible the skies yeah. people have been posting pictures it's, everything looks red orange orange you know no filters just orange sky it's crazy yeah. that's just wild it's unbelievable the things that the elements do to us it's it's quite interesting actually yeah but here we are so um, because we recorded another episode with Nathan Hill, who was an Australian filmmaker. We recorded an episode about um, rape revenge, and it, it was about films, but it kind of went to the broader scope of, of that genre and um, its impact uh, either on daily life or daily life's impact on the genre. And so... <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to put this particular episode first before that one. Mm, okay. Yeah, because I thought about it. It may be great for that to come first, you know, but um, or to put this one after it. Either way, this is a great juxtaposition for it because uh, because the, the rape horror, <clears throat> the rape revenge horror that we were specifically dealing with was a really heavy subject. It was a heavy episode. And, mm -hmm. and so this is a good um, balance to that. It's not, it's not that it's light, but it is about empowered women, power women, you know, and, and particularly we were thinking about in front of the camera this time in horror. So, mm -hmm. you know, like talking the, about strong female protagonists in horror. Exactly, exactly. And this was Chantel's idea, which I thought was great, especially because of that other heavy episode. And I'm not sure which one you're going to hear first, actually, because I haven't decided which one to put out first. But this is definitely a counterbalance to that. 
Um, yes. I, I wanted to ask some questions, Chantel, before we started talking about the actual films. Okay. But um, why do you think it's important to see something like this? And I kind of went into it a little bit just then when I with the intro on why we were doing it. But why do you think that this is something important to see on film or in film, however you word it? Well, I think that one of the things that the world, you know, just at a glance, uh, if I were like an alien cruising by and I saw I saw planet Earth and I could like tune in to like real life people, not necessarily TV. Um, I think at a glance, most of society sees females as the weaker sex physically mm -hmm. um, and as the uh, kinder, more um, gentle. But I think when we see stuff like in horror, I think horror has always been meant to be to confront the things within yourself that you don't really want to look at. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I don't think society wants to see, and perhaps the reason why women are put, pushed down so hard, is that women can be very cold. Mm. Um, one of the things I see over and over again, and with these women protagonists in horror, is that they are very cold. And when they decide someone is going to die, they die. <laughs> I mean, it's just, okay, you're done. You know, <laughs> and I, I find that, you know, with the male aspect of, of murder, men can be very like, you know, it's a very much a power-driven thing. For women, that's why I think there's so many murders that, get, that no one ever finds out about. Uh, because I think women don't need to have recognition they don't need to have anyone ever know <laughs> if they do okay but if they don't all right mm. so so you think it's it's good for for the the cold side of women to be to be shown is that what you're saying absolutely because okay. i think i think that it's already, you know, and perhaps that's that's the the answer to some of the riddle of why women are so suppressed on this planet. Um, you know, there's jealousy in many ways, perhaps because women create life. Now, we can't do it without men, but men cannot for sure do it without women. We could probably, you know, you've seen the, the sci-fi shows where they milk the men and they save that seed for later. Um <laughs> But you cannot absolutely populate a planet without a female body. And mm. so maybe on some cellular level, men are just afraid. They're mm. afraid of females. And mm. so perhaps this horror of women, you know, protagonists taking matters into their own hands and seeing that cold side, perhaps it's more of a warning for men. And this is actually, like you said, it's such a perfect balance for the uh, murder-rape um, Rape murder, I think I said it backwards. Um, <laughs> rape revenge uh, shows we talked about before because, um, you know, again, rape is a power move, right? It's about showing who has the power. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, in those movies, the power is taken back by the females because, again, women can be extremely cold. I mean, hmm. just extremely. Okay, that was an interesting perspective. I hadn't thought of that. I guess for me, it's like anything with representation mattering. You know, it, I think uh, girls and women need to see themselves represented in strong lights also as as an example of what they can do, as an example of uh, rising to the challenge and beyond, or mm -hmm. um, as in making sure you are not victimized. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're being harmed, you you can get past that. You can get above it. You can, or you can, you know, take care of it. You can get your revenge if you need to. But yeah. um, I mean, you know, and with it, there may be consequences. But sometimes, you know, the consequences could be worth it, depending on how bad you were injured. But uh, what I mean is, you know, just the the whole representation matters. Period. You know, you don't you. Where this you're gonna have stories. There's gonna be entertainment. There's gonna be things on film, and we don't want to be the one that's screaming and crying all the time. 
Because who mm-hmm. wants to be screaming and crying, crying all the time in real life? You want to see the people overcoming trauma and you want to see people, um, you want to see women, people who look like that, look like us that are actually handling their business, taking care mm-hmm. of stuff, not waiting for someone else to step in and do it, but doing what needs to be done. Yeah. Which leads me to what to you makes a powerful woman in horror. Like when you're seeing something on screen and she's doing something or being somebody or, you know, whatever's going on or saying or leading, what, what, uh, what are the traits or what is it that make you say, yeah, she's doing it. This is a good example of what I want to see more of her, you know? Right. I mean, I think, I don't know about you, but I think it's a, a, an intention shift, you know, it's not so much that they're, going looking around who can help who can help but realizing i'm the only one who can help and deciding okay am i gonna live or am i not gonna live right so the question was what makes a powerful woman in horror or what what are some of the characteristics some of the traits or some of the things that came to mind for me was just what you said that first one she's going to save herself and 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 a lot of times you like there, we, you don't have time to scream for help. Okay. You can't run and trip over a tree branch in the forest or the woods and turn around and look to see who's going to save you. You have to get your ass up and either run hard or turn around and fight, you know, so saving yeah. yourself or, is one of them. And um, one of the things that we got to think about too, you know, that we always forget because it's so irritating to hear the, the screaming and the crying and the, you know, all that sometimes. Um, but we got to remember people are going, people do go into shock. It is real life. People do go into terror and you know, they will react like that. And Mm -hmm. then something just snaps them out of it and they realize I'm going to die if I don't do something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, and that was another thing that I had, um, that, um, they fight back. They're on a mission, you know, and a lot of different ways but what you just said they do not remain victims so it's okay to be emotional sometimes if there's something that's happening you know if everybody around you just died you may be emotional about that people who who you care about or people that you're sitting up here trying to protect and you can no longer protect them or something that is a reason to be sad or depressed or upset but you can't stay there you got to get up and do what needs to be done and just just like with the rape revenge movies that we talked about revenge is is often an element sometimes you know they get revenge um a lot of times these these powerful women they sacrifice themselves and some of the movies that are on my list their strength came in being the person that was you all go ahead and i'm going to sacrifice myself for the greater good so that you can live that that's pretty strong you know Um, I also like to see them outsmarting the antagonist. So when they're intelligent and they're thinking, they use their own, they use the tools that are meant to harm them and they turn them around and use them against the person who's trying to harm them. I love seeing that. Now women, because women, you know, I don't know very many men who are, who are really good at organizing. There are some, but mostly females are organizers so mm-hmm. it makes sense to me that the outsmart or the re the up planning you know like plan it out in a long-term situation mm-hmm. um i i foresee women can do that that's how we do things we departmentalize right we go okay this and this and this and this has to be done okay so first let's focus on you know what i mean and mm-hmm. that's just what we do that's how we think mm-hmm. i also notice that they they typically when when they when I look at them and I think, oh, that's a powerful woman, it's because she has survived insurmountable odds. So in some of them that are on my list, they had the whole, everything against going against them, whether that be, be because they were deaf or mute. I mean, they had, they had these challenges that they had to get past, but they overcame them. They survived in spite of everything that they had to deal with. And um, I think it's important for, for women who are listening and even young girls, if we ever get any, um, <laughs> that you got to realize, not. <laughs> right? Not that young, but you know what I mean? Someone over, someone under the age of 30, because God forbid, we're all a bunch of old fogies on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, you have more strength within you than you realize. And the thing is, is that you probably never will realize it until you're pushed to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's true for every female. I think some just give up, but if they had the opportunity, they could get over it. Like, you know, I don't, you know, we hate to get political, but, you know, if you look at some of these women who are supporters of, you know, uh, you know, the president, 
a lot of people are like, oh, they're just, you know, following their husbands. And a lot of them really, it's it's a power move. They, they're trying to play the game like a man. And there's really no actual strength for females trying to be a man. If that makes sense to you. Um, because in many ways, men don't think. They just act. And they act on what feels good right now. Mm. Whereas women are like, I want to have lots of sex, but I don't want to have lots of babies. So I don't end up having like, you know, a puss that can take in a whole car. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying we think, damn it. Also, some of the traits that I notice is that they will act in the face of fear. So you might be afraid. There are reasons why they should be afraid. There is something terrible that they are facing, some monster or something like with some of the women who are are facing uh, space creatures or monsters uh, under the sea or whatever. And they, they act in the face of fear. They don't let the fear cripple them. They do... Uh, which is another point. They do what needs to be done even, and this is another one that I like though. And this is, you know, I'm speaking of fiction and entertainment here, but they do what needs to be done. Even if that means murder, (laughs) even if that means you got to kill a motherfucker to get, to get free, do it. You know, I like to see them do it no matter what it takes to get it done. Yeah. So absolutely. Now here's my question then. Um, does a powerful woman in horror, uh, does she need to survive to the end to really have been successful to you? I don't think so. As long as what she, as long as the goal she set it forth in doing is achieved. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you watched those shows on, there's actually a part two now for that killer babysitter, whatever it was. Remember the young guy with the babysitter that was worshiping the devil? Mm-hmm. There's a part two on, on Netflix now. And when you get through it, you realize the protagonist was always the babysitter. You just didn't know it. Mm. So, you know, but there's a whole thing that she did intentionally to help another person survive. So you, you realize that person's intention was actually gotten through the action. So both through both movies and, what she wanted in the end was achieved. And that's really what makes the the journey satisfactory. What you mm-hmm. wanted in the end is achieved. Because when yeah. you think about it, if you have children like you and you want to leave your children in a way that, you know, when you get to the age, the age of, of time to move on and letting them have the reins, you want, you want to leave them better than, you know, so that you know that they're cared for because you won't be there anymore. You know, so the intention as long as it's realized, I guess to me, that's what makes it satisfactory. Oh yeah. I definitely have some that don't survive to the end, but they're definitely on my powerful women's list. Also, uh, the, the question, uh, my, my, uh, another question I have is do, um, do we care whether they're heroes, anti-heroes or villains? Do they have to be heroes in order to be on our powerful list? Well, I think now, this is what I think, writers now do a lot of mixing in with, with that. I think there's a lot of, um, I can't even think of the word, a lot of uh, rope given, if you will, or whatever <laughs> the right word is. A lot of uh, you know freedom given uh, when writing these characters now. Like for me personally, uh, one of my, I, I feel that she was a villain and a protagonist, is Ma. You know, she... She did what she had to do because she felt that's what was going to give her daughter the survival that she didn't have. Okay, so I guess we're starting to drop the names of our our powerful women. So Ma, Ma's on your list then. I, I mean, yeah. I, I would definitely <laughs> say that she was a powerful, even though she wasn't just a protagonist. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's the thing. Yeah, I I don't think that we are necessarily always the white hat and always the black hat anymore i think the world is is a lot of gray hats out there oh agreed and and so since we're on this part then some others that i'm that i thought of that were uh powerful you told me about the the movie that was on netflix we summon the darkness so i watched that and i enjoyed it and that mm-hmm. is a very clear case of some powerful women who were mm-hmm. not heroes they were not the good guys <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> they were not the good guys. 
And and so that was an interesting twist. I mean, I kind of figured out I figured out part of it. I figured out that they were that what was about to happen. I didn't realize what their motivation was necessarily. So I knew that there was going to be um, when they were talking about the uh, the murders that were going on in threes. And I was like, oh, these bitches are doing this shit. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't realize that their motivation was, you know, who they were related to and, and right. that, and, that and was, in that particular case, the reason that they were not necessarily to me, they were always going to be villains is only because their plan was not originated from themselves. They were just, they were just acting as the, uh, extra arms, if you will, for the antagonist. Mm. Sherry Moon in in all and most of the Rob in all the Rob Zombie movies. I think she's in all of them, but she's another one that's pretty powerful and not she she runs the gamut. And this last one, Three from Hell, she is definitely not a good guy. She's, yeah. she's one of the the serial killers. Have you seen that one, Three from Hell? Mm-mm. I haven't. You know, I really haven't. I watched a Rob Zombie movie. I think it was a Thousand Corpses, and mm-hmm. it's not that I have any problem with them, but they just can't keep my interest. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the music. <laughs> three, uh, three. I, I really enjoy the Devil's Rejects, but most of the other ones is just something to watch. They they haven't been my favorites necessarily, but I do. I I uh, I see. You know, uh, the I like. He he seems to look out for his woman, Sherry Moon. He's, she's in every single movie. I don't know if that's actually to to the movie's credit, though. <laughs> I mean, you know, it could probably do better with a with a different some different acting or whatever. But you know, kudos to them to making it work. So more power to them for that. But uh, which which category would you put Carrie in? Is she a hero or villain or anti or anti hero? I think. Um, I I don't know that I would say a hero or an anti-hero. I think if anything, she was really just standing up for herself, mm-hmm. and I think she realized, you know, at the end, especially that she would never be able to control herself, and she didn't want to end up being a villain. Mm. And um, I think that's why she sucked them both down to hell. <laughs> so she just became she was just strong and so she falls under the whole revenge factor then you you pushed so. her she was pushed to the brink and she retaliated and you know you should leave people alone and you won't have to worry about this you know mind your business well, and it wasn't and it wasn't <laughs> just bullying from the outside it was bullying from the in, from the home too mm-hmm. so she was kind of broken already yeah um, um, teeth is another one that comes to mind in the oh, sense wow. that, <laughs> and if this isn't the, this is kind of like the epitome of powerful and, uh, it is a very anti-rape culture. And, you know, if you stick in your hand, your finger, your anything where it was not invited, if she did not consent to it, you were going to be in trouble. And I, yeah. I, I really enjoy this was a, a movie teeth is a movie about that vagina dentata or something like that. And the word, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she had teeth in her vagina and yeah. it just went, it, it first started out as something Vagula, that, like Dracula, but vag. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't realize it, you know, it was not intentional. And after a while it was, it was like, you know what, this is a, this is a tool. This is a power source that I can tap into. And yeah. she was just taking them out. Taking them out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, more power know, to her. If, <laughs> yeah. She had the power. You know, uh, Hard Candy. I don't remember the girl's name in that. But I loved her as a protagonist. She was great. Mm, Do you remember that movie, Hard Candy? No. I, I'll write it down. Because I'm actually going through a bunch of them after I started on this, I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay in this genre for a while, just catching up on some, uh, on a bunch of them that I hadn't seen. Most of them I had seen, but just uh, Hard Candy is one I'll check out. Because if I have seen it, then it'll be, it'll still be a good refresher because it's been a while. So, yeah, that's, a, I think it's either late 90s or early 2000s. Mm. Um, there, 
Is there something on? I hear some a machine. Uh, I don't know. That could be something from the kitchen on. Um, oh. I was just going to tell you. I looked it up real quick. It is. Uh, hold on. Hard Candy was from. Oh gosh, I can't even see the year. <laughs> and I have glasses on. Two thousand and five. Okay. And um, I know the girl's face, but I can't remember her name. She's in a lot of movies now. But it's a really, it's a drama thriller, but I think it could be considered horror. Very good show. Um, yeah. Let me, do you want me to go turn that off? Do I want you to what? Do you want me to go turn that off real quick? Uh, it's okay. Uh, okay. One of them that I don't remember mentioning last week when, um, and this depends on for who whomever's listening, depending on whether the uh, the episode with Nathan Hill comes on before or after this, but we told when we talked about rape revenge. I can't remember if anybody brought up American Mary. I don't think we did. No. Okay, so that was one though that uh, my daughter and I watched, and <laughs> I was kind of she didn't like it. She didn't like it at all, and I did. But I was kind of leery while we were watching. I was like, oh shoot, this is not the kind of hard to break her in on because. You know, I watched some pretty hardcore stuff. And while I was watching, I was thinking, ah, this is probably a little too much for her, but it was it's too late now. So I was pausing and trying to explain certain things. I was trying to explain, trying to explain. Uh, but American Mary is about um, this, this woman. And she's powerful in the sense that she's intelligent and she's a doctor. And she knows how to use that scalpel. And... Mm. Uh, and she is is doing body modifications, and uh, a rape happens, and she starts getting revenge doing the body modifications. So there's two. To, it's not really a rape revenge movie, you know. There's a there's a it's a body modification thing that she's doing, which I thought was you know I liked that because I hadn't seen that probably since one of the crash movies. There was a crash movie. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, there, there's two different versions of Crash, but this is the one where everybody was into like crashing their cars and, and being amputated and stuff like that. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I hadn't seen another one of those type of movies until this one. It kind of reminded me of that. But with the body mods and her doing the surgeries, consensual surgeries, she learned how to use her her um, her skill to also get revenge on people. And I thought that was pretty unique, you know? Yeah. But I like it. Uh, that was a pretty powerful woman to me. Yeah. Yeah. American I, I would agree. Yeah. American Mary. I was like, go ahead on. I mean, it, it didn't end uh, the way I'd hoped, but it's kind of like, well, at some point, you know, there's going to be some consequences more than likely. So uh, it, yeah. it ended the way it probably should have. Well, I, I, you know, last time when we did talk to Nathan, um, you guys will hear us talk about his uh, show he made called Fox Force. And one of the reasons, and I didn't realize it at the time after I had to watch it, um, but one of the reasons that it it irritated me because I didn't like to see the women divide up because they divided up um, and they weren't on each other's side as much as I would have liked to have seen. But I re- it reminded me of what I saw the movie this week. I rewatched the movie Death Proof, and that reminded me of why I liked seeing the women, you know, band together. Um, mm-hmm. I had forgotten in the movie Death Proof all the gore that they throw out there uh, in the first uh, female kills, if you That's will. That's a Tarantino movie, yeah. Yes. And there was <laughs> just lots and lots of gore, lots of like wow like that was some crazy cgi how they did that um mm-hmm. and then the second uh a set of females that he and the great thing about this film by the way is the diversity i love the diversity of course mm-hmm. we all know he has a foot fetish so we had to see mm-hmm. lots of feet mm-hmm. like lord this man and his feet um <laughs> but um there was a you know great great female characters and to see them at the end just say fuck it this motherfucker's gotta die and it was Mm. so you know like empowering that they're just like let's do this like we aren't going back on this Mm -hmm. it was great whereas yeah you know with fox force i felt i i was lacking that i missed that and perhaps it's just you know 
just me being me. It's not necessarily anything wrong with that. I'm sure in real life you would have people, you know, in, in a situation like they were in trying to decide whether to murder someone. You would have people feeling differently about it. Not everybody would be like, let's do this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at that, and with Death Proof, of course, they were all like just in a vehicle that this person was trying to run off the road and kill their friend on the hood. So, yeah, they were pretty angry at the moment. And um, just yesterday I watched Invisible Man. And it was one of them that I hadn't intended to watch. Um, just I, I looked at it and I was like, man, I didn't seen this type of thing before. What's going to be different about it? And I actually enjoyed it. This is the new yeah. one. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. And I this, love the actress. I can't even remember her name. She's amazing. This is one of those situations where uh, she beat the man at his own game. And yes. so I, I like that when uh, you take someone who's being uh, abused and and I like that she she plotted and she planned and she figured out how to get away. And, and when you he know, found and the thing that the thing that in the most abusive relationships, people tend to forget is that you are in a relationship with someone who's manipulating you and trying to belittle you and make you feel stupid. So guess what? It is okay to not believe them every time they say something. So in this particular case, the way that she got away is um, she she plotted and planned. And when he figured out a way to still come back and get her, she had to use his own tools against him. So she had to one up him. She had, you know, it was one of those things where nobody's going to believe me and I can't quite um get him he's not going to change so the only way out of this is to take care of this myself which i thought was great and also to use his own things against him so i i really like that that part that aspect and i think in, yeah and that movie and in many of the movies you would you'll see with women uh making those choices i think in that particular case she was trying to protect the daughter you know it wasn't her daughter but she was you know she felt close yeah. enough to the the girl that I felt exactly. she was trying to protect her and you know hell has no fury like a mother scorned <laughs> not just a female but a mother mothers protect and that is their instinct to the core what's Should another one on your list um well I mean I definitely everybody has probably seen the movie alien um Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver's character throughout all the, the various alien movies was always determined and you know persistent no matter what was thrown at her mm-hmm. and that's that's in the vein of the creatures so with with um with that one you also had crawl which kind of reminded that was mm-hmm. one where you had the alligators or the, or the yeah alligators that were everywhere yeah. I was thinking where it was alligators or crocodiles which ones are the large ones uh crocodiles i think Okay, maybe they might have been crocodiles then, but um, they were just coming from everywhere. And I was like, man, if this is another Sharknado type crap, I'm not watching this. But I was pleasantly (laughs) surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, this is crazy. I was on the edge of my seat. uh, Just, you know, like what in the world? How is she going to get out of this mess? And on every turn, she was faced with something. So, you know, you got the alien in, um, in, in, well, in Alien. (laughs) As you said, yeah. you got the, the crocodiles and crawl. And another one that I saw, I guess, last year through um, Houston Horror Film Festival when they had that uh, that screening, which was with the creatures underwater. And that was the name of the movie with uh, Kirsten Stewart. And then that that's mm. an example of someone sacrificing herself. She was on it. She was on it from top to bottom. And she could have saved herself. But if she did... She would she would have had to leave someone else behind, and so that mm. showed some some true strength there because I mean people were just dropping left and right, but she was she was taking care of everybody and 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 in the end she ended up sacrificing herself. But underwater was really good too. Um, mm. Another one that I'm I surprisingly I didn't surprised see Cujo on. on that list. Cujo, did you see Cujo? I didn't see that, and I feel like that mother was very much. Oh, you uh, talking? You were talking about the list you sent. I I looked at yeah. some of those, but I I went way off that list. I mean, I, yeah. I I took a look at some of them, but that list was very limited. I thought. Yeah. 
But when I mean, we it, it, it had, pressures, yeah, yeah, it it had some good ones out there, but I was like, you know what, it's missing a few too. <laughs> so I had to add, I had to add to it. But uh, yeah, uh, I guess you know, Kojo. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. I just remember the dog. I don't remember anybody else. Oh really? I re- oh I remember yeah. the mom very much. I really? remember her because I she was she was terrified, you know. Um, <laughs> excuse me. She kept her and her son very very safe in that car, um, but realized quickly that her child was going to die if she didn't do something. Mm. And it was it was such a good her- heroine moment. A pro- very strong protagonist female in the middle of that crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, and then with, uh, we've got the slashers also, like with Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course. Yes. And yeah, she's, um, the last and one still doing was, them and still yeah. doing them in, in her sixties. So that's yeah, that was my deal. favorite out of the whole series. Mm, the last one. Yeah. Hmm. Kudos to her on that to still be putting out those hits. Yeah. She was great. Very, very great. Yeah. What other slasher do you think? Um, slasher. I can't think of... Well, the only thing that comes to mind... I, I, it was a TV series, that Scream Queen series. Mm. Mm-hmm. They were mostly all female protagonists in that, in that one. It was good. I thought it was enjoyable. I was surprised it only had one season. I think it was. Mm, I'm not, I can't remember that one. I uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know, if, if we started talking about TV shows, we we never have have an end to it. But Buffy, I guess you could put in Buffy the movie, <laughs> even though that was yeah. nothing compared to the TV show. Still, show. yeah, I guess it was still you know a strong woman on screen. Which, if you know anything about Josh Whedon, um, he meant the TV the movie to be more like the TV show, but the uh, movie house or whoever it was that that was making the film decided to make it more comic, more comical. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't say anything about Elvira. Well, she wasn't necessarily. She was never in a movie with monsters attacking her. It was always just drama and a lot of sexcapades. You know what I mean? Well, I wouldn't consider- necessarily say she was in horror. Hmm. Okay. It's more okay. like dark humor, in my is, is what I would call what she did. Mm, okay. Uh, here's one that um, I've uh, uh, our previous guest Reggie, our circus, our circus uh, um, uh, circus master, the ring uh-huh. master. When he came on, he mentioned Raw. And I went and I hunted that movie down and watched it. And absolutely, I loved it. Like, I hated it so much in the beginning until I realized what was really going on. And then I was so fascinated. And I love what happened. But in Raw, these are, I guess, kind of like uh, genetic cannibals. And uh, the the women are just destroyed. I mean, they are... They're, they're cannibals. That I don't know how else to, to how much stronger to put that. They were eating flesh. They eat people. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they are terrorizing um, people that way. And uh, there, there's an interesting sex scene in that one, by the way. And I think that's why he mentioned it when he was on the show. But yeah, that that scene was pretty interesting. He wasn't. He didn't lie <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but I will say that they they were pretty powerful, and I don't think that they would be considered um, in their case heroes, villains, or anti-villains. They just were making the best with what they had been given. <laughs> they were learning to cope with their own issue, with their own natural like we we are naturally drawn to eat food. They are naturally drawn to eat flesh, and they had to deal with it. Those are the breaks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they do, had man. to learn how to they had to learn how to navigate through life like that. Um, yeah. you know, this is another one to me that was pretty powerful and not in the sense that a lot of the other ones on my list are. But that that scene in a quiet place 
where, and I think I might've mentioned it on an episode before, but it is so, God, it is so nerve wracking to me because Emily Blunt is giving birth during a time where they are supposed to be quiet because these creatures, you know, this is one of those Mm. creature holes. These creatures uh, will kill them if they hear them. And she is about, she is having a baby. And, and that was just, that just the, the character having to be, having to hold all that in as best she could to try to save herself and her baby. I mean, then, you know, the, the, the part where she stepped on the nail too. I mean, she was just going through it. She was doing everything she could to take, to save her family, her kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't think of a more powerful person than somebody that's having to go through all that and still being strong and taking care of everybody else. Yeah. I, I finally watched bird box. I felt the same way when I was watching that. Yes. Yes. Uh, she was very strong in that role. And even to the point Bullock. of not even giving the children names, like, Right. She was trying to give them strength in a way that, again, that females think, you know, ahead. They see the long, the long game here, and she was really, unfortunately, not expecting them to all live. That's right. Bird Box is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, and and it was when I when I was watching Bird Box, I kept thinking, man, this is like Quiet Place. This is like a Quiet Place. <laughs> I kept thinking that the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I felt they were very similar. Uh, 28 Days Later with Naomi oh, yeah. Harris. I loved her in that role. The Kelly Murphy was in that one too, right? And this this is when we get to the zombies and the whole world has just come to a, a basic end and we got the apocalypse going on, I guess, is how you want to look at it. And zombies are everywhere and they're running for their lives. And she's holding her own down. Yeah, she was great. I liked her in that role. That was the first role I remember seeing her in. And, and for me, I I know we're talking about movies, but I just can't stop thinking of um, Carol. <laughs> she was the ultimate female badass in in that series for a while. On the Walking still, Dead. Yeah. Oh, she was nothing compared to Michonne to me. I I, okay, I started yeah. getting irritated because I was like, you know what, y'all are really bumping up Carol. Now she she had a great story arc though, the growth of that character because of where she came from, you know. Right. Uh, from well, and the, then having to kill her own daughter because she was a zombie. Yeah. I mean, that oh was yeah. Oh yes. But I guess I I just felt like, damn, y'all are riding this strong Carol thing to the ground. Like Jesus, we get it. Carol is strong. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know if it was the show or the fandom that did that. I was like, oh my God, goodness gracious. But since you mentioned it, probably was a little of both. Did you hear the news that they just released about The Walking Dead? No. No. Okay. Well, I'll break it to you right here then. I think it was, it was either yesterday or today that they, they put out, I think it was yesterday, they put out that The Walking Dead is going to end after season 11. And they're going to have an extended season 11 with 24 episodes. And then Carol and Daryl are going to have one of their, those spinoffs. Because you know they've got all these damn spinoffs coming. There's the Fear of the Walking Dead spinoff already that's out. But then Carol and Daryl are going to have their own spinoff. Yeah, it makes sense. They were the most popular. Yeah, but what I don't understand is why end it. I mean, the show was already the Carol and Daryl show now. I mean, with everybody else gone, it's the Carol and Daryl show. So just, well, you know, make it the I Carol think and it's Daryl one show. of those things because they have really centered them like in the, this large group. And I don't think that you're going to see Maggie. I don't think you're going to see all these other people leaving. I think they are settled and they're not going nowhere. I think Carol and Daryl would definitely go out and wander and, and find new things happening in the world. That's that's my perspective anyway, as as looking at their characters. Um you know, I think I think a lot of these uh, female protagonists that I, I am drawn to are the ones who are willing to do no matter what, uh, not just for themselves, but for others. And that's always like a big draw for me with these female characters, because, you know, you don't see a lot of that um, in the world. So many females get so scared and I get it. I mean, even the 
justice system isn't always on on the side of the female you know i mean look at you know a man gets uh, accused of uh, molestation or rape of a child and he will probably get less than 10 years in jail for it you know where and then this 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 child or, or female who went through it will have a lifetime of scarred uh, inability to function like a normal person Mm-hmm. You know, so I get it. There's a lot of pressure on, on the outside to keep females. Um, sorry, my dog. Uh, to keep females uh, in line, if you will. Uh, Rosemary's baby is on my list also uh, because this we're talking about someone that's carrying a supernatural child, and she has she has been gaslighted the whole time, <laughs> right. and. Uh, <laughs> and and she uh but she she took care of the baby and the the ending you know was pretty interesting too but she she, she was a survivor she's after everything they did to her i looked at her as a survivor and it was it was a situation that was forced on her but mm-hmm. the, the way she handled it was of her own choice you know what i mean like when i, I mean at the end, after she figured out everything was going on, she made her own choices after that. they I, I was mad just because I felt like she should have been in on it. As in, maybe maybe she wants to go along with it. You know, give her the opportunity to say yay or nay instead of just forcing this on her. I, yeah. I always hate that. You know, consent is a really big deal to me. And then there's a lot of people that are okay with doing things that are a little off kilter like that. She may have been like, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll be happy to be the devil's mom. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but the fact, but then when she was able to make her own choice and with everything that was presented to her, because she didn't give up, you know, finding trying to find the answers, then her making the own her own choice was, I thought, like, whoa, okay, she down for the cause, she can handle this. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and that's the other thing. Like you just mentioned, growth in these characters, you will see it a lot more. Yes, yeah. That's a lot more common to see, I think, with female characters than male characters. Because, mm-hmm. you know, with with male characters, it's not so much about the emotional growth. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's true. Uh, like with uh, Hereditary and Midsommar. Well, Midsommar, especially when you talk about growth, that's what comes to mind. You know, we went to see Midsommar together, you and I, at the theater. And we we left like, what the fuck is this? And I've been thinking about that movie ever since. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it had such great, great uh, bones, but I just don't know where that one went wrong. <laughs> but the growth part in, in that character was, I mean, that stood out to me more than anything else. She went from <laughs> to, you know, being supported, you know, and yeah. and becoming somewhat of a leader so yeah that yeah, was true and she she found their tribe and you know i think that movie you know maybe you just touched on something i hadn't considered with that movie that it it, it, it turned you know it turned there was now maybe that that that's why we needed to see that beginning with her family drama because she mm-hmm. never had her people. She never was with her people, so to speak. Yeah, um, right. And then when she finally found that group of people that would support her frame of mind, you know, mm-hmm. whether they were sane or not, I think mm-hmm. that's. I think that was kind of it. We, we saw her coming home story there. <laughs> I didn't even consider yeah, that. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it was tragic for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, really. But it was. It was. It was a. Com- it was a. She found her tribe. She was the only yeah. one that won in that group. Uh, yeah. Everybody else was shit out of luck, but it was definitely her story and, and her growth. It was all about her growth. Mm, uh, which, very true. You know, um, and speaking of growth, uh, Martyrs is one of them that always comes to my list. Now, this is growth in a different way to me. Martyrs okay. is always on my on my number on my number one horror list. 
maybe my number one horror period because it does what it does so horrifically and it's one of those movies that has stayed with me for it will stay with me forever because of the torture that these girls go through and it's almost like three different movies in one and it's just so intense but this is a movie in the end that comes down to this cult trying to transcend the the mind transcend our well transcend our bodies and let our minds take us to find these i guess is is a very simplistic way of putting the psychological element in this movie and but what those girls go through there is one at the end who does actually transcend and she reveals something that mm. gives me chills because I will never know what it is. It is never said in the movie. And the one she tells it to kills herself after that. She takes the secret with her to the grave. And so it mm. bothers me that I don't know what the secret was. I know it's just a damn movie and they just made it, you know. They they yeah. don't have it, you know. But it's just it's one of those things that after everything she went through, she transcended and she got this piece of wisdom that she shared with one person and they both died. So I'll never know what that is. But, you know, it's it's torture also. So they these are very much these these women are they're strong as hell in this movie and what they go through. They never should have had to go through. And it's inflicted on them past what anybody should have to deal with. It's horrifying. Yeah, I imagine. But that's that's the point of horror. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and I, from what I understand, you know, the the women never wanted to work with that director again. It was on the film because he put them through stuff to bring this acting out of them. I mean, you could feel mm. this this darkness and oh, in this movie. But yeah, that is what horror is. And so, um, the the but the the fact that she does transcend and she she survives enough to get to that point that these these crazy folks were forcing her to get to one of them in particular, um, I think is what makes her really a powerful woman in horror. Got you. Um, you were bringing to mind a movie and I cannot recall the name of it, but it was one of the, the movies with the guy who had the multiple personalities and he kidnaps four girls split and then split split. Those were some really very powerful moments with those four girls too or was Mm. it three girls i can't remember but you know they had to overcome a lot within them especially the main character to to find something about this monster that Mm. she could look through it and see the human there Mm. and Mm -hmm. that's telling in life itself the lady who played Mm. in the invisible man she also played uh uh, show about her being an author um the lady mary not mary shelley the one who wrote frankenstein my brain doesn't want to work um mm-hmm. gosh i can't remember the lady who wrote frankenstein now anyway so she plays this female um writer and she is writing the, the frank she's famous for writing the frankenstein book our story and um oh gosh i can't remember her name it's making me crazy anyway so in that show, it wasn't necessarily horror itself, but one of the things she said... Mary Shelley. True. Is it Mary, Mary Shelley? Mary That's Shelley. That's what I just said, Mary Shelley. But I said, no, that can't be right. I yeah, think that I was a movie. That. I think okay. that was a movie, but I don't remember. Anyway. Ma- Mary it- Shelley was the author. Okay, well then that's who she's playing. Whoever the author was of Frankenstein is who she's playing, and I can't remember the name of that movie either. I, I, can, I have IMBD at my fingertips. You think I could just look it up real quick? But the point of what I'm trying to say here is that in the movie, she said that a female sees horrors in her lifetime that men will never understand in so many ways. And I think mm-hmm. all these horror films with strong female protagonists or victims or anti-heroes um, are to help really in many ways to help females confront these things because you know if you're raised as a little princess and you think the world's going to always respect and love and honor you you're going to have a huge rude awakening you know what I mean it's just not mm-hmm. that way in the world 
And in, in many ways, though you hate to, to show your daughter these things, it's actually going to behoove her at some point in her life to know the, mm. the true nature of, of people. Mm. Now, there's a few vampire ones on the list. Let Me In is the uh, 2010 American-British version of the Let the Right One In vampire, uh, the 2008 Swedish movie. Uh, about a vampire girl uh, and so i mean she is the vampire herself so you know she she does all sorts of things as the vampire also with uh with uh um queen of the damned uh one of uh and rice's well, just so you know um the let me in character is actually a boy let me in as a boy yeah, she he was um, when he was made a vampire. He was also made a, a eunuch. Okay, is let the right one in the uh, the Swedish version of boy too? Because I saw both of them and I thought yeah. I could have sworn that was a girl. They that's what they want you to think. And I've read the book. Or I tried to read the book. I had to stop at the child rape scene. But yeah, it's. Um, it's, you think it's a girl the whole time, and then you find out it's actually a boy. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now, but is this is this also in the movie though? Oh, okay. I'm looking here on um, Oscar and Overlooked and Bullied Boy. That's Finds the main, love the main and, re- and revenge through Eli, a beautiful but peculiar girl. So the vampire is a girl, right? Oh well, no, they want you to think she is. Yeah. Okay, unless but they unless in the, in the American version they don't make it that way. It could have been that. Yeah, in the book, pretty she may her. have been in the book. She may have been a boy, but I'm talking about the movies. Was she a boy? Was she a girl or a boy in the movies? Because I thought there was a girl in the movies. Um, I don't know about the American version, but the European version, I think it, I think we find out it, she was a boy. But I think in the American version, it might have been different. So you could be totally right on that, right on the head on that one. But yeah, either way. Okay. And the according to this on um, on IMDb, Lena, who was playing Eli, was a girl in the Swedish version, and in the Let Me In version, the American British version. Uh, Abby is played by Chloe Grace Moritz. Uh, Cody Smith McPhee Owen is male a young bully boy befriends a young female vampire so in both of these the female is a is a vampire okay so I, I it would so make I, sense to me because it was really hard to read when you okay, figure well, out I don't know what happened yeah. I don't know what happened in the book and I'm not even talking about the book I'm talking about the movies and the Swedish version and the American British version, the the vampire is a girl. Okay. Did you ever see Jennifer's body? I did, yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that one, but it's been talked about a lot recently with Megan Fox. So it's one that I'm going to check out here uh, soon. But so how how was that one in terms of powerful uh, woman? Because I know it keeps coming up. Yeah, I would definitely say that she's taking her power back in that for sure. Um, there's there's some uh, I it's I don't remember if there was rape, but it's definitely a revenge flick. For mm, sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, if I have seen it, and this is what I have to keep saying about a lot of these. A lot of these are you know I've seen them a long time ago and and have to revisit in order to remember some of the details. So. I can't remember if I saw it or not, but I'm going to watch it again just in case. So because it keeps popping back up, I want to make sure I I don't miss any of the nuances. Uh, Would you put now, you know, Underworld, these movies aren't even these aren't considered horror. Uh, Hmm. They're considered uh, drama, fantasy, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, But uh, I can't I, I think Selena, you know, the, the character that Kate Beckinsale play should mm-hmm. be on this list. Uh, I feel like she should be. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. And I, I liked and, the uh, Lycan, the Rise of the Lycans. Um, the female from that one was also very strong with everything mm-hmm. she was going through because she was in love with the enemy. 
Mm-hmm. And then also the character that Kate Beckinsale played and, you know, my favorite, Van Helsing. She wasn't a vampire in that one, but she was fighting vampires. And once again, this was another sacrifice. She sacrificed herself for the greater good in that one. And and I thought that was that was a very strong character. She wouldn't she saved her whole family lineage, I'll put it that way, based on the on her selfless acts and her right. her courage, her you know, her courage and her her um her uh proactiveness. And yeah. so that's a powerful you know, character. We were talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer earlier, which is one of my favorites um, all times. Mm-hmm. I still watch it. I still have all every single DVD, and I even have the following season on comic in comic form. Um, you know, I think about that. And I think about uh, what's the girl that? Uh, oh gosh, I almost said Sabrina, the teenage witch, uh, the new Sabrina they had on Netflix, and why that didn't last. And I realized because the difference is, is Buffy, though she had her friends who helped her solve and, and overcome her obstacles, but she was ultimately always the one making the hard choice. Mm-hmm. Whereas okay. in with Sabrina, it was never that way necessarily. She was just kind of like being, um, you know, tossed around from one situation to the next, trying to figure out how to overcome it, how to outsmart it. But really she had a lot of help from her friends. Um, or and or destiny, so it, there's a big difference when you have a really strong female who has to, you know who has that inner realization that it is always going to come down to her choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're already over an hour. I guess, guess we better wind it down. <laughs> we us? can talk a lot about strong women. <laughs> oh yes, when we get a few more jabs in here, though, us is one that I wanted oh, to mention. Yeah. Because um, Lupita, Lupita is playing two versions. I was going to mention that too, but I forgot. Yeah. Huh? I wanted to mention that one too. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, she uh, she's playing two versions of herself, and the twist in the end is kind of interesting. Uh, so you know, but but the she's fighting, you know, both these these both versions of herself are are fighting, and um, you know what they. The, the swap and all that that's overcome is a pretty powerful um, powerful twist but also powerful woman in horror <laughs> that yeah, twist yeah. kind of whoa didn't see that coming yeah, even though that was a great you know, twist yeah uh, also I had mentioned uh, about the deaf mute woman in the movie Hush I think it's on Netflix now too but mm-hmm. She has these, she has, uh, she's disabled. She has, you know, disabilities that she's having to work with when someone tries to harm her and, and she handles business. I mean, it's, 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 it's terribly, uh, scary for her, of course, even more scary because of her limitations, but she, she rises to the challenge and she shows that she is still more than capable when she doesn't have to wait for anybody to save her. And I like that message in that. Um, I do have to say we're talking about powerful women in horror and we have mentioned a few TV shows I always have to mention mention Jessica Lange she was so great in various of the uh, American Horror Story uh, shows and she always just plays her character so well with such uh, uh, conviction and so I I mean she's no longer on the show now I think uh, the other girl is really more of a lead which she's great too but Jessica Lange was always just so timeless and awesome at what she did mm-hmm. uh, Angela Bassett was on that uh, a bit oh too. yes uh, I, yeah oh and of uh, course but, you know I freaking I love her she's so good mm-hmm. the, the last one that I had on my list was the girl from Don't Breathe now I love Don't Breathe it was one of those when I first saw the trailer I was like I gotta go see that and, and, um, and in this case they're dealing with a blind guy but he is he, he may be blind, but he is not a pushover, and he's he's got some secrets and some skills that he pulls out. This girl is not necessarily a hero either. She's she's up to no good when she's in his house, but um, she got more than she bargained for when she stumbled across this blind man. They thought he was going to be an easy mark, and he wasn't. But I mean, so but I mean, it, to the to the extent that she fights for her life. And she does, mm-hmm. she holds her own. That's why I'm saying she's a powerful woman. 
But uh, yeah, he he is not the pushover that they think he is. And I believe there's going to be a don't breed too. I don't know what the schedule is going to be now that, you know, the pandemic has hit, but I can't wait to see what they do next with that. Oh, wow. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, I was going to say for me, I definitely have to mention um, Dolores Claiborne. That was probably one of my most favorite strong female characters. I don't know if they considered that a horror, though it was pretty horrific. Um, mm. It might have been more of a drama thriller, but, um, you know, I love I love her, the lady who plays her. Uh, my brain isn't going to work and tell me who she is. But everybody knows <laughs> Stephen King, Dolores Claiborne. Um, and she's also been, she was on with Angela Bassett on an American Horror Story. She's been on a few of the American Horror Stories now, the heavyset uh, white lady. Mm, okay. I can't remember her name yeah. all of a sudden. She was on was is she the same one that was on Bates Motel or Yes. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't no, seen Bates Motel. Mot- the, the the original, the actual psycho. Oh. Right? Maybe. Is that the same girl? Maybe. Is that the same lady? I don't think so, but maybe. Oh, okay. She might she would have been really, really, really young back then. Okay. Oh, brain, why do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we have covered a whole lot and I hope you all have enjoyed uh, our our movie suggestions of powerful and strong women in horror. This is in front of the camera. We talk a lot about those behind the camera because since we're writers. So uh, this time we're just talking about the representation that you actually see, uh, but we always support directors, writers, uh, cinematographers, filmmakers of all, all levels. And we want to see more of them that look like us. So we celebrate it all. Yes, we want to see all that come to life. And I think I think we I think we will see probably it's going to be a different generation, you know. It's not going to be all the same stuff we've seen before, but you know, with new generations comes new problems. So <laughs> All right, so everybody have a great week. Um try to stay out of trouble, stay away from the fires, uh keep your mask oh, on, yes. wash your hands, stay distant. Don't touch your face. Feet. Yeah. And uh, come back and and see what kind of foolishness we're up to next week. Well, yes, we'll talk about detaching penises or something. <laughs> we really do like penis. Okay, we do. We just we, sometimes we talk about cutting them off. That's all. That's all. Just a few times here and there. Just a little bit. <laughs> and you, the only time you have to worry is when we talk about cutting them off and barbecuing them and eating them. Yeah, that's definitely when you should call us and go, are you okay? (laughs) That's the line. That's the line. (laughs) Absolutely. All All right. Have a great night, my dear. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe. And join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See See you you next week for Sex and and Horror. Horror.